It's more like I worked out for two months and also kept my healthy diet up for two months and did all these other things. And now I'm starting to see some of the, you know, massive differences I was looking for to start with. How do I make this more exciting than oppressive? How do I get inspired? How do I create some more fun around holding myself to the things that are important to me? Hello and welcome to Full Circle, the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm Matt Carlberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Leah Lilly. We aim to bridge the gap between my study of psychology and sociology and Leah's study of astrology. Each week, we take a specific topic, and we approach it from both of those two perspectives to come to a deeper understanding. If you missed out on any of our previous episodes, you can catch up at leahlily.com slash full circle podcast or on Spotify, iTunes, or YouTube by searching for full circle podcast. Leah, would you say that the 30 minutes and 30 seconds segment is your favorite segment of the podcast? I saw it coming up and I shrank into myself a little bit. I just forget about this every time. And when it's here, I have so much anxiety. <laughs> do you sweat? Like, do you get sweaty like you're about to run a race or something? I just want to curl up in a little ball. That's kind of the feeling I get. We'll, we'll take away some of the pressure. I won't tell you how close you were to 30 seconds. Just know that me and all the listeners will know exactly how much time it took you. So I'll count you down. Three, two, one, go. In terms of willpower in astrology, we are looking at Mars. And Mars is going to be one of the most crucial points to look at because it indicates how we assert ourselves, how we take action, how we go after our goals, how we move forward. So looking at that can be really beneficial in terms of learning about what you inherently have going on in your willpower. Wow. I won't tell you what time it was because I told you I wouldn't. But I want to nice know. Job. I want to know. Tell me. You want to know? Yeah. It was like 20 seconds. <laughs> Man, I just can't get this section. <laughs> <laughs> You're just averaging out. You're you're averaging pretty close thirty seconds. This should be called Leia does it in however much time she feels like, and Matt hits thirty seconds. Yeah, last time I even had a little shout out. Was that last time? Yeah, it was. It was recently, good. recently I had a little shout out. So there you go, mom and dad. All, All right. right, I think I'm ready. If you want to count me down, three, two, one, go. Willpower is essentially taking short-term gratification and moving that gratification to long-term. I already forgot what time I started, so I don't know how long I've, I've been going. But basically, it requires conscious effort, and it's typically going to need a pretty significant investment of resources. 
Willpower itself is finite and limited, and there's a lot of experiments and a lot of things that we can do to make it better. That was like 31 seconds. Yeah, I think I kind of shortchanged it a little bit because there's a lot of things that we can do to make it better, but I really started to feel some of the pressure we were talking about with you. Yeah. I wasn't going to call it out, but thanks for doing it for me. (laughs) So Matt and I are going to figure out what's going on in each other's worlds in terms of willpower using part of our specialties. So Matt, I am going to draw a tarot card for you, and we're going to see what's going on in the world of willpower through the tarot cards. Are you ready? I'm I'm super ready, yeah. All right, so just close your eyes for a second. Take a deep breath. Kind of settle in. Drop your shoulders away from your ears. Notice where you may be holding tension in your body. Kind of let that go. And take a deep breath in through the nose. And just let it out slowly. Okay. You can open your eyes. And for those of you who maybe aren't as familiar with tarot or tarot readings, I just do that to drop in with somebody else's energy when I'm pulling cards for somebody else kind of sync up with their their energy so that I can do an accurate reading for them so thank you for doing that Matt are you ready to hear your tarot card yeah I'm excited so for you I pulled the queen of coins and I think this is one I've actually pulled on the podcast before but the queen of coins has to do with Dedicating yourself to cultivating your reality. And I think that through taking the time to shape your life, your environment, your activities, what you're involved in to be what you want, you lead the healthiest lifestyle for yourself. You lead the healthiest lifestyle for you. So you've got to take the time to cultivate the routines and the activities in your life that are going to give you the ultimate goal that you're after. So I think it's getting clear about what your goals are and what your values are, and then shaping the things that you do to reflect that. So in terms of willpower, I think this says a lot about making sure that you're clear about what maybe your your fitness goals, your career goals, like all of those things that require willpower are, and then looking at the activities you're doing right now and deciding what's helping you get there, what's maybe hindering you a little bit, and then starting to shape those things that are hindering you into something that's that's going to help you. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and we've done these readings before, not for this specifically, but I think in general, it's pretty applicable to me. We've talked about how I kind of like just choosing something to be mindful of. And I think, you know, using that card to to be mindful of, of willpower and the things that I can be doing. 
to, I guess, enhance my willpower in my life. I think that's, that's always a positive. Yeah. Just a little reminder to use your resources. Yeah. And we talked about those resources a little bit too last, last week on the podcast, right? Where, you know, it requires an investment of resources to have willpower and willpower itself is a resource. And I think that that's, it's an interesting combination there. Mm, Definitely. Definitely. Something I really like about this card too, is that like, there's this woman standing outside and there's trees around her. You can clearly tell she's in nature, but these trees are kind of shaped into really interesting um, configurations, not like trees normally look like they, they have an intentional shape to them. And I think that says a lot about like, we're given so much stuff on a, on a daily basis, right? So many different stimuli and things we should be doing. And there's just so much out there. It's kind of a jungle and you can cut through the noise to shape your trees as it were to kind of cut out what doesn't work for you. And it's like, no, I see this sculpture of a life for myself in everything that I'm being given. And I'm going to kind of cultivate it to look like this. I think that's a really interesting facet of willpower that we kind of let drop is like willpower is directly tied to our control over something, over whatever it is we're trying to assert our willpower over. So I'm curious, like how in control you feel, like, do you feel like you're like shaping your trees or your trees like needing some trimming? Like what's going on? (laughs) My trees are in really good shape. No, I think I think that, and we've talked about, and we'll talk about it more in the case study section, but I think my trees are in an intermediate space right now where I'm kind of in the process of, of trimming them down a little bit. Um, I've run into a couple of issues with resource management, but you, know, you and I have been working together with the accountability perspective to hopefully give me a little bit of extra push to get it taken care of. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, just one example too, of like a resource, like using your resources, using friends, using things that you know are going to help you. Like I'll be your gardening buddy. I'll help you like trim those fitness leaves off your tree. Like we got you. So it's cool to like, look at, the resources that you do have and the different opportunities you do have to continue to like make the, make that creation work for you. Leia, I'm a little less experienced with the psychology aspect than you are with the astrology aspect here. And I think it's important to make the disclaimer that in no way am I licensed for psychology therapy at this point in time. So just want to throw that out there for everybody to know. But today we're going to just kind of run through some questions that a therapist might ask and just know that there's no clinical outcomes from our conversation. I think that's more for the listeners. If they're trying to apply these things to their lives, it's just us talking from our perspectives, not licensed medical assistants. So with that, Leah, I'll ask just a couple of questions, and the questions are designed 
to help you kind of get to the root of any willpower issues that you're feeling. I think what it requires is that you understand some portion of you and your relationship with willpower to start with. The first question I'd like to ask is, what is the primary concern from your viewpoint? What's the number one problem that you have with willpower? I find it very easy to talk myself out of like a willpowered decision that I've made. Do you notice that you talk yourself out of it more with certain types of decisions? Is it when you're in certain environments with certain people? Are there any commonalities between those decisions that you talk yourself out of? I notice a lot of them like in the like health and wellness department of things, but I think it's just like anything that I don't feel like doing in the moment. Like I just, it's like, Oh, I've just decided the instant gratification of that would be better right now. And so like, I'm just going to talk myself out of it real quick. Cool. And then it was like, all right, I did it. So it's a rationalization of, you know, the, the short term gain is better than the long term gain. Yeah. No matter what. Okay. Is that something that you actively want to change? Yeah. What are some of the things when you think back to successes that you've had where you start to debate with yourself? You know, do is the short term better than long term and you're starting to talk yourself out of it? What are some of the successes that you've had? whether it be specific decisions or specific strategies to like not talking yourself out of that? Well, one of them was they're both health and fitness related, which I guess looking back, that stuff is really important to me. And it's funny now that it's not as big in my life, but I did yoga pretty consistently for over a year and the point that my flexibility and strength and skill was at was pretty good and now that I've sort of fallen out of my practice and starting kind of back at the beginning it's really interesting to like know where where I was able to get and what I was able to do and then kind of falling all the way back to the beginning to be like, Oh, like I kind of maybe took that for granted or just was always reaching instead of finding satisfaction at each step. And I think maybe that's where the willpower deteriorate deteriorates for me is like not finding satisfaction in each step closer, but in thinking that it all comes at the end with the goal. And I feel like we've kind of talked about my, my healing that I have to do with that. And then the other time was working out pretty consistently. And I had signed up for a program where I went to a, like a kickboxing thing, Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the morning. And because I had signed up and paid money and like people knew me there And we had all committed to being there together and eating on a healthy paleo plan. 
I think that's a really big thing for me around willpower is being surrounded by a community who is also practicing the same thing and supporting each other and depending on each other and holding each other accountable. And I think that's a big reason why that was very successful. And I saw a really awesome change in my mental awareness and health and my physical health and my strength and how I was just feeling on a day-to-day basis. Okay. So I think you have a couple of positive things there. And I think just to round out the time here, I think we can move to more of a results-oriented approach. And we've kind of already, you know, we got the cart ahead of the, the horse here, but the question would be, you know, what does that ideal state look like for you? Like if you could wave a magic wand, what would be the ideal end state? And then we can talk through some of the steps that you get there. And I think just from an expediting, expediting, whatever, um, just just due to some of the time constraints where we don't have time for like a full hour session or a half hour session, I think we can kind of slowly get there from some of the things that you'd said to some of the other questions where you have taken an active role in, you know, that aspect of your mental health with willpower, because the way the questions are framed, you're finding the problem and defining it. You're finding the solutions and defining them. And now you know what you need to do to make that better. Because the the end of the day, I'm not the one that's, well, I am going to be the one that's going to be there and help you. Like, you're my accountability buddy. <laughs> but in most cases, in this type of relationship, you know, where I'm pretending to be the licensed help, you know, you would have to go off and do that on your own. So like, I think you can walk away from this with some pretty actionable things of like, I just need to build this community, whether that's, you know, doing stuff with clay or doing stuff with friends or, you know, finding another external community to participate with. We are in the midst of Sagittarius season. Lasting until December 21st, this is a time of exploration, expansion, and growth. We are being forged in the fire during this one, my friends. Like a phoenix from the ashes, we will rise. The quality of Sagittarius I want to explore today is expansion. During Sagittarius season, it's natural for us to explore expansion. Expansiveness comes naturally to Sagittarians and weaves through Sagittarius season. The next few weeks will be a powerful time of sensing new opportunities that will help us grow, learn, and change. Expansion happens when we try something new. It encourages us to learn about ourselves and how we react in situations or circumstances that are foreign to us. This season is about putting yourself out there, opening yourself up to new things and putting all you've learned and all of your skills to the test. The mentality of this sign and season is that it's all going to work out in the end. So have faith, keep your chin up and have fun with it. In addition to our quality from last week, which was exploration, you expand as you explore. Jupiter enters Capricorn today, Monday, December 2nd, 2019, and stays here until December 19th, 2020. 
This awakens a period of gaining wisdom and experience that you will ultimately add to your tool belt of what works best for you. It's time to create some concrete and demonstrable results. How can you create a system to measure your achievements over time? It might be time for a new system to keep you organized. So try some new things out over the next year. Remember, the first system you create for yourself or that you try might not be the one that works best for you. The right way to stay organized and accomplish your goals will come, so stay open and find the fun in trial and error. It's time to write out all the steps of the plan you have for yourself and get realistic about what can and cannot happen. Over the next year, we will be exploring what it feels like to create an individual plan for ourselves and how we can follow the steps we've set to accomplish our goals. Extra, extra, read all about it. Our featured business this week is Thesis Books. This is one of the only places where you can judge a book by its cover. This unique business offers incredible and one-of-a-kind hand-bound journals and books. Thesis Books seeks to share imagination and curiosity with adventure of all kinds. They believe that each of us is full of personality and that what you write, draw, or read should reflect that. You're bound to like this amazing and creative business. Whether you're an avid reader or just looking for a nice planner, turn the page to thesisbooks.com. We've been talking a lot about willpower, what it is, where it shows up, and I'm curious, Matt, what are some of the blocks for you around willpower? What are some of those excuses? What are the, some of those things that just keep you from being able to assert your willpower in that Mars and Aries way that I know you're capable of? Yeah, I think the only place that I struggle, and we've talked about it, you've, you've already brought it up on this podcast, specifically this episode, I tend to have problems when it comes to physical wellness. I usually do a pretty good job taking care of myself mentally and emotionally, you know, I'm able to do the things that I need to do at work, all that kind of stuff. Where I struggle is, I think I put so many of my resources into all those other areas that I sometimes lack the resource to like just sit down and do it. I will always find a reason not to go for a run or eat healthy or something like that. And I know specifically, I have a, I don't know, it's a regular gym in my apartment complex. And there are times where I will, you know, get my running shoes on, get ready to run. I'll stretch and head down and I'll run for like, everything's in kilometers here. So, I mean, it's pretty much like a quarter mile. Like I've only been on the treadmill like four minutes, three minutes max. And I'm like, nah, this random thing happened. Like one time I accidentally unplugged my headphones and I was like, all right, I'm done. And I just get back <laughs> in the elevator and go on upstairs, order my food and I'm done. Like that's, those are easily the biggest blocks that I have is it, 
it everything has to go perfect for me to not quit my wellness. And that's not always true, but but it is true some days. Absolutely. What do you think? Because I know and I feel like a lot of us struggle with blocks around willpower in our our physical wellness. What in your opinion, why do you think that is? Why do you think we we struggle with that so so many of us struggle with that? Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons. And this is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about as I've tried to get those questions answered for myself. And I think one of the things that we do is the rationalization that we've talked about with you a lot, where it's like, you know, I am not the level of fitness that I want to be, but I'm like fit enough that, you know, if somebody's like, hey, you want to go for a run? I can do it. Or, you know, hey, we want to get an ultimate game going down at the park, something like that. Like, I'm not prevented from doing the things that I want to do on a day-to-day basis. So it doesn't, there's no cost benefit, right? Like it, it doesn't seem like it's costing me anything to not go work out today. I think that the other thing is it's hard to see improvements. We're all looking to, I don't know, reduce our waistline or, you know, fit into this dress or this suit for, you know, a wedding that's down the road, or we want to have six pack abs for beach season, something like that. And it's so hard to do that. And so it's hard to see progress towards that goal. It's not something where it's like, I worked out four days this week. And wouldn't you know, I met my goal. It's more like, I worked out for two months and also kept my healthy diet up for two months and did all these other things. And now I'm starting to see some of the, you know, massive differences I was looking for to start with. Yeah. So when the goal gets kind of too, too big or too unrealistic almost it's hard to like you said see results and to keep yourself on a path toward that when you're not seeing any indication that you're getting there yeah, i think that intermediate goals can be a really good thing i hadn't really considered that until you just said your piece there but i think one of the things that i've seen in some of the people that are around me that are on a similar wellness journey to me is I have some friends out here uh, that don't run and Dubai is an oppressively hot place. It's incredibly difficult to run here. Humidity is really high. It's just terrible to run outside. And so they've been struggling to run. But what I think what's happening is going from not running at all to running a mile. Well, that's pretty quick progress, right? Like, you know, there are programs there's apps on the phone, stuff like that. I think couch to 5k is a popular one in the States at least. And it's basically a program to say like, you don't run at all. We're going to get you to run a a 5k in it's like three months or something. And so you'll walk a little bit and run a little bit. And like, before you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I just ran a mile. I didn't even know it. And that's great. And it's great to see that progress and you feel like you're making progress, but going from a 5k to a 10k that's, that's a lot harder, right? And and so it's it's your pro your progress slows down 
the farther down your fitness goals you get. And I think that that makes it difficult. And I think we all have different paces. And that is hard too, because then you're sold these, you know, programs and things like that, that not, you know, not dissing any of them because a lot of them are really wonderful, but you know, you'll have the beach abs in two months. And it's like, some people might, but our pace is different. Our paces are just different. And, and I think that's where maybe we get a little bit caught up too, is like, well, I should be able to do a 5k in the same amount of time that I was able to do this mile goal or whatever. And it's, it's just not, not ever something that you can really predict as far as your timing. And maybe that's a frustrating factor for us as well. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm curious about, and maybe you can generalize it more outside of, of yoga, but we as accountability buddies, which is one of my favorite words to say, we have been embarking on a yoga journey, which you used to be really into and kind of took a break from. I've tried many, many times over the course of my life to get into it and never been able to, but am trying again in earnest now. Where where do you, not where, what is kind of your process? Because you are, are starting from a place that is much farther back than where you were. And, and so, you know, here's what it's like to be at, you know, an advanced level. And now we're kind of going back to the beginner intermediate level. How are you reconciling that difference in, in your mind? As you say, well, shoot, I used to be able to do, you know, this leg stretch and now I can't or something like that. Yeah, I think it's what kept me from getting back into it for a while was I knew where I was and I knew that I was no longer there anymore. And I think it's what deters a lot of people, honestly, from yoga in general. It's like, look at that fancy thing that I know I will never be able to do. And it's like, that's an unrealistic expectation of my body at the point that I am right now. So it was first about, okay, this is just where I am. I know where I've been. That's really exciting. I might get there again. It might be a completely different journey. So I think I've been trying to derive inspiration from it instead of negative feelings from where I used to be to say, wow, like I remember there was a time where when I did forward fold, like my stomach was almost touching my thighs and now my fingertips are like touching the floor again after this first week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting to like know that I'm getting steps closer where the first day my fingertips didn't touch the floor, I don't think one time. And I think that finding, being inspired by where I was to slowly hit these milestones that I didn't take the time to appreciate the first time because I was so adamant on like kind of pushing myself and pushing my ability. And not that I'm like old now, but I was a couple years younger. And I think coming off of those like teenage years where we're able to kind of eat whatever and do crazy physical things. And, and then as you start to kind of get into your later twenties, like that doesn't come as easily anymore. Some things again, not to say I'm not still young and spry. I'm, you know, spring chicken over here. It's great. But 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just not letting that stand in the way and stop me and make me upset, but say, wow, I know I have that ability and I'm going to be my own inspiration to kind of get back to to some some level of of practice because it brought me so many wonderful things and I when I look back at it it's like ah I'm kind of disappointed that I let some of that go. I think that's such an interesting thought that you are able to say like here's what I was at at the you know advanced expert level and now I can identify milestones as I move back towards that level of progress again. And you know we've heard during my uh, yoga experience with with you, while we go through our practices, I mean, there are things that the instructor is asking us to do that I just laugh out loud because it's so far out of the realm of possibility for me that it's just funny. But I think that I can start to identify some of those things with the types of exercise that I have more experience with and have been pretty pretty good at in the past. And I hadn't really considered that before, that, you know, maybe having attained it before makes it easier to attain it again, if you can overcome the mental hurdle that you mentioned of, like, I know I'm really far behind where I used to be, so I just don't want to try again. Yeah, I mean, knowing you've done it, right? It's like, I've run a 5K before, 5K is coming up, I know I can train and do it. Like, as opposed to that first time when it's like, this seems unapproachable, like, I, I can't even begin to think about how I'm going to do this. And that's a, that I think needs some acknowledgement too, right? Like even if you're looking at something, you know, a fitness goal or, or something that you're looking at trying and you don't have that previous experience, like you, Matt, don't necessarily have like in, uh, you know, our journeys in the difference of, of our yoga there, there is a, a hurdle I think to get over there as well. And I'm curious what you think like that one is. I'm trying to decide if my approach is the same as other people in my situation. To me, when I'm doing something that's incredibly difficult for me, whether it's, you know, something at work, something exercise related, fitness related, I just, I laugh. I find a lot of humor in that. And that's what makes me able to continue to try to do it. So for me, you know, we're doing some of the poses that like, there's just no chance for me to do them. I just do the best I can and just say, you know, I, it doesn't even bother me that I'm not doing exactly what the instructor is saying. I'm just going to do this modified version and it'll be fine. And so I don't think that for me, there is a hurdle because I don't think that there are any expectations of me because going into it, I just am assuming I'm not a flexible person. I don't really know a lot about yoga. And so uh, there are zero expectations from anybody around me and from me myself. And so going in and, and just, you know, I'm just happy to play the game. You know, like that's kind of the mentality, right? And so I think it makes it a lot easier. Whereas with running, for example, I started running again after not running for a while and generally letting my fitness slide. And it was very frustrating. Because it's like, you know, I used to be able to go out and run X number of miles at X pace. And now all of a sudden, you know, I'm struggling after half that amount at a slower pace. It's like, well, wait a second. 
this this isn't the way that it's supposed to be. So I think I actually do better when there are no expectations and I'm doing something new for the first time than I do when I'm trying something I've done before and not doing as well. So I think it's this willingness to be a beginner again. To just be a beginner. I think a lot of us don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. And that might be that hindrance there that it's like, well, I don't want to fall or I don't want to embarrass myself by not being able to touch the floor when other people can. When I think you find this like, okay, that's clearly not within the realm of my body, but I'm going to do the best I can. And there's no expectation of of me from any, I'm not living up to anybody's expectation. And maybe like, I'm not living up to my own unrealistic expectation. I'm just going to let myself be a beginner. It would be like if somebody said, here's a piano, sit down and play this piece. I know you've never practiced before, but just play it perfectly. It's like, that's such an unrealistic expectation. So like letting yourself kind of let go of any expectations that you have and just be there to be a beginner again. I think that also takes some of the pressure off of willpower too. Like I think there's so much serious energy that surrounds it. Like I've got to commit to this and I've got to stick to it. And like, it's just so pressured. And when you can say, I'm going to explore this and try my best and do what I can and find those milestones and appreciate the small differences I see that add up over time, then you can start to approach willpower in a little bit more of an excited inspiring way than this oppressive like thing you have to do and fight against matt take it away with your takeaways what did you learn (laughs) over these past two episodes I have a feeling that you only said it that way because I compared it to the 30 minutes and 30 seconds last time we did this, this segment, but my takeaways are in no particular time order. My takeaways are that willpower is a finite resource. I'd never really considered that before. It just seems like I should have the mental capacity to do all of the things that I need to do in a day because I just know that they're the right thing to do and not to remove agency from it. But I think it makes me feel a little bit better about the fact that like, you know, sometimes I come home and it's been a long day and, you know, maybe I had a long workout or didn't sleep well. Like there might've been some extenuating circumstance. And that is why, you know, I maybe felt a little bit more like I should you know, get some food that maybe isn't the healthiest, things like that. I think the other thing that I learned is the flip side of that coin that I can't let willpower dictate whether something is excusable or not. We've talked a lot about that rationalization process. And that's something that I find myself doing a lot and something I need to be careful of. So I think I, I found a coin and looked at both sides of it. What about? What about you? What are your takeaways in 30 seconds? Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Anything in 30 seconds now, I'm not a fan of, except if it's like, no, 
I'm just forgetting. Where, where are you going with this? What's happening? Why don't you just Why don't you just jump into some takeaways for us? I'd love to hear them. Yeah, let's get your head out of the gutter. So <laughs> I am taking away from these past two episodes a lot about willpower. Actually, I think we've got to observe what's going on with our willpower as it is. Where are you right now? Just looking at a couple different areas in life that are important to you and saying, okay, how how am I doing here? And then from there, starting to figure out, okay, how do I make this more exciting than oppressive? How do I get inspired? How do I create some more fun around holding myself to the things that are important to me. And astrology is a really good place to look in terms of Mars to see what you're inherently working with, to see the ways in which you're able to either assert or not and get a better idea there. And then just start to make those little changes, recognize those little milestones. I think the biggest lesson for me has been how do you kind of break this down into a little bit smaller of a scale to realize those intermediate goals, to find success in each time that you're able to stick with it versus putting all the stock in the end goal of when I've done this, I'll have like eaten well for two months or when I, you know, have gotten through this schedule of holding myself to nine to five work days for three months, then I'll feel this way as opposed to just finding joy in each time that you're able to do it and being like, wow, okay, another day I get to add another skill I get to to put into my tool belt. So assessing where you're at and then making some small changes and taking pride in those changes that you're able to make. Tarot time. Our tarot card this week is the Four of Swords. This card is going to remind us to take some quiet time to reflect and listen to our inner guidance. It's actually kind of perfect for this week in terms of observing willpower too, so might use it in that way. You may have a question or two on your mind lately that you've been trying to answer. You may be coming off a difficult time we're so often searching for guidance and answers to our quandaries outside of ourselves, taking this time within can be very valuable to get some clarity. You're being called to listen within, so it's time to reflect and gain some new perspective. Take some time to meditate. This doesn't have to be sitting on the floor, legs crossed in silence if that doesn't call to you. You can also try moving meditation, like going on a quiet walk in nature, or even spending some time alone in a room of the house that you feel comfortable in, whatever situation is going to allow you some peace, quiet, and time to think and reflect. The psychological wellness tip is pretty complimentary to Leia's tarot card this week. Instead of talking specifically about meditation, we're going to talk about the sound of silence and its physical and mental benefits. Quiet time can help lower blood pressure and prevent plaque buildup in arteries. It can boost your immune system. It can help to grow new brain cells. It can decrease stress levels and promote good hormone regulation. That's a lot of things. But wait, there's more. Mentally, it can help with creative thought by lowering distraction. 
It can help you increase awareness of self and the environment around you. It can allow you some of the self-reflection that we've encouraged on this podcast. So there are so many benefits to just having some quiet time. And you might say, Matt, sometimes it's boring to be in the quiet. So here's a couple ways that we can easily do it. And this is what the wellness tip is actually for this week. Invite a friend on a nature walk. Take some quiet time in bed before you begin your day or in your car before you drive to run an errand or go to work. Maybe you can do some of the meditation that Leah mentioned earlier and that we've mentioned previously on the podcast. All these things will help you naturally build in some quiet time into your day so that you can reap the benefits that we talked about before. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Full Circle, the Magic Mindset Podcast. If you want to learn more about us or hear previous episodes, you can visit leahlily.com slash full circle podcast. There you can find previous episodes and also our show notes where we include previous tarot polls, links, and more extras from each of our episodes. You can also engage with us on Twitter at full circle underscore POD. And we also have a community on Facebook under Full Circle, the Magic Mindset Podcast, where we hope to communicate and talk with you. You can share your insights, your thoughts on our themes, and more in that community. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, we are on Spotify and iTunes, and also on my website. We release new episodes every Monday. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week.